Hey everybody, welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I'm Lisa Meow Meow. <laughs> and that uh the other co-host mooing uh, on the other end of the Zoom is Misty Stinnett. And I'm not a host, I'm a cow. Okay. Meow. I I apologize. Today's weekly beef is uh hosted and cow hosted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not your co-host. I'm your cow host. <laughs> um, Thank you. We are just two <laughs> beautiful half bovine, half well groomed, very busy, not at all depressed bitches. Cows <laughs> sitting uh, close to mics. One of us is in a closet, and one of us is doing her very best to be as close to her landlord's modem that she shares Wi-Fi on. And we're bringing you the very best that we can in self-help on podcasts. And I know you know this because you've already subscribed and rated and reviewed. And if you haven't, <laughs> Listen, what's keeping you? If We know you have a lot of free time now. So like rate yeah. and review. Uh, and if you're joining for the first time, the reason that I am half bovine and mooing is because this is what we call the weekly beef. It is a mini-sode. It is supplemental to our full book reviews that we release every Friday in perpetuity for the rest of our lives because that's what we voluntarily signed up for and decided to do um, as just like a cash pash, a cash pash proj, which you know means a, a casual passion project. Lisa is just... Giving me a look that's like, where the fuck is this going? Also, no, I'm here for this one. Okay, great. The weekly beef, as we lovingly call our mini-sodes, is our time for supplemental material. And, you know, it, it goes hither and thither, here and there, up and down. And what I mean is sometimes there's trivia. Sometimes there's a thought-provoking question. Sometimes we read articles. Sometimes we have guests. Can you believe it? Listen our emails, whatever. We're here to fumble our way through self-improvement, self-help, optimization. And like, if you hear defeat in my voice, it's because, you know, existential dread and what's the point, global pandemic. So that's what's happening. Oh, I guess we should say also, we're recording this on May 30th. Yeah. So, and I think this episode's going to come out July 7th. So hopefully we're feeling a little bit better. Hopefully a uh, reopening didn't mean a massive second wave of infection, but I'm talking to you from the past and you're listening from the future. So you tell me. Welcome to the Weekly Beef. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. So here we go. Lisa. Hi, Misty. Hi. We also yeah. check in on homework because we like to walk the walk and really try out self-help and see what works and what doesn't. And huh, spoiler alert, it's a lot harder in practice. 
than it is in theory. So Lisa, you did the amazing book last week, uh, or on Friday, A Citizen's Guide to Beating Donald Trump. But it was actually a book about how to help your candidate win no matter what political party you're a member of, no matter what your beliefs are, it really was, here's how you can make a big difference um, in the election of your candidate. And, you know, came out right before July 4th. So happy Independence Day. Happy America. And you gave me the homework of getting four people registered to vote, which I'm working on. But I have until November. So check. Moving on. What I bring to you today <laughs> as the uh, this just really jumped out to me and I loved it so much and I can't wait to share it. It is an article from the New York Times called In Defense of a Good Cry and Other Options for Losing It. Lie in the fetal position, eat a Sunday, call a friend. In these tough times, there's an argument to be made for losing control within reason. And there will be a link to this article in the show notes if you want to read it for yourself or share it or, you know, just share this episode. And listen to my soothing, dulcet tones. This is by A.C. Shilton from May 7th, 2020. As an urban anthropologist, Katrina Johnston Zimmerman felt a duty to record her experiences in lockdown. After all, this was a once-in-a-century global pandemic. And so, for the past 49 nights or so, she has noted her mood at the end of the day. Mostly her moods have been fairly positive, but then last Sunday, her local farmer's market was sold out of cut flowers, which she had wanted to brighten up her home. It was the stupidest thing. I almost lost it there on the street, she said. Miss Johnston Zimmerman, an adjunct professor at Drexel University, made it home. But then I was baking bread and I just completely broke down. I was like, I feel so dumb for breaking down over flowers. Of course, it wasn't about the flowers. It was about everything happening in her life and in all our lives. There may be real benefits to the occasional sob. Furthermore, experts say it's okay occasionally to self-soothe with an ice cream sundae or decompress on a gossipy Zoom call with your college besties or indulge in a ferocious howl at the moon if that's what feels right. If you've been looking for permission to sit down and have a good cry, here it is. You have our blessing to absolutely lose it. Here are some let-it-all-go options to choose from. Cry if you want to. Crying can be very cathartic because when you cry, you are taking deep breaths, said Lisa Feldman Barrett, professor of psychology at Northeastern University and author of How Emotions Are Made. She added that those big gulps between sobs most likely increase activity in the parasympathetic nervous system, which helps to calm us down. And a uh, side note, this is supported by Emily Nagoski's research in her amazing book, Come As You Are, all about completing the stress cycle, that fight or flight is the first step in the stress cycle. And then you actually have to fight or fly or let your body know it's safe to complete the stress cycle. And just let those tears keep flowing. Crying for longer time periods is related to the release of some neurochemicals that can make you feel better, like endogenous opioids, she said. Here's the thing, though. Crying can also feel pretty bad. Just think about the time you lost it in front of your boss. There's a theory that crying evolved as a way to communicate a need for help or support, said Lauren Bilsman, an assistant professor of psychiatry at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. 
Dr. Bilsma studies crying in a lab, which turns out to be tricky. In part, this is because it is hard to cry on cue. And also, crying with a lab tech is not at all the same as crying on a friend's shoulder. The research that's been done so far primarily has found that whether or not someone experiences benefit from crying depends on the context, Dr. Bilsma explained. In 2008, Dr. Bilsma was co-author of a paper in the Journal of Social and Clinical Psychology that looked at about 5,000 recent crying jags. Oh, I've never heard it called a crying jag. It does feel jagged. Oh, yeah, that's what happens like when a baby goes on a crying jag and they can't stop. Oh, I've never heard that term before. That feels right. <laughs> like a dagger to my soul. The majority of respondents said that they felt better after crying. However, those who felt shame or embarrassment, perhaps because they were crying in an unsupportive environment like an office, reported feeling worse after the fact. Those who received emotional support as they cried felt better after. Does it matter if that support you get while crying comes from a friend on Zoom? Dr. Bilsma said we don't know yet how online support affects our post-sob mood. Still, she said, crying alone can soothe us because it sort of focuses you on what's bothering you. Next. Eat if you want to. When you're stressed, your brain needs glucose to fuel the neurons that keep you vigilant, said Amy Reichelt, a research scientist at Robarts Research Institute at Western University in London, Ontario. This is because our brains don't really know whether what we're feeling is the stress of a global pandemic or an oncoming lion we have to outrun. Dr. Reichelt is a neuroscientist who studies the effects of nutrition on the brain, and yet even she keeps finding herself stressed and eyeballing the chocolate bars as she dodges other shoppers at the grocery store. Beyond just satisfying our brain's glucose demands, treats actually do make you feel better. Foods high in sugar and fat activate the brain's reward system, Dr. Reichelt said. In prehistoric times, these foods were highly valued because they were high energy and our brains are wired for survival. More so, eating a handful of M&Ms causes neurons in the brain to release dopamine, a neurotransmitter critical to the brain's motivation system. A word of warning, however... While eating sweets is pure bliss, that reward system in our brain can make us crave more of that sweet or fatty goodness, Dr. Reichelt said. Still, as an occasional pick-me-up, sweets are absolutely fine, she said. Cara Anselmo, a New York City-based registered dietitian, agrees. If eating an ice cream sundae falls under the category of bringing you joy, peace, and happiness, then wonderful. Go ahead. She said, adding that a single sundae is just one thing eaten in a day, week, month, or lifetime. It alone will not derail your diet. Scream, if you want to, but for the positive. In 2018, Kanye West underwent something called primal scream therapy, a type of therapy where you, yes, scream. The technique is based on the writings of Arthur Janov, a psychotherapist who believed you could release childhood traumas with a really good bellow. According to Mr. West, however, the therapy didn't work for him, which doesn't surprise Jeffrey Casanova, co-founder of Therapy West, a New York City-based mental health practice. There's no real long-term research showing any sort of long-term positive outcomes from screaming, he said. Neither your neighbors nor your vocal cords see much in the way of short-term positives either. What may make you feel good? Howling or cheering with your neighbors in support of healthcare workers. Dr. Casanova said there was no shortage of research showing supporting others makes us feel great. And who doesn't love a good full-throated whoop? (laughs) And I have to say, going outside and cheering for those workers just feels so good because it's something to celebrate, something to truly be grateful for personally, and to go out just for a moment and be totally supportive of a group of people who's working so hard feels so good. So if that's happening in your area, join it. It will feel so good. I It happens every night in my canyon at 8 p.m. for a full 10 minutes. 
and we live uh, a minimum four miles away from any hospital. So essential workers are grocery store clerks that, you know, like the truck drivers, the mailmen, they may live around you, even if you're not close to a hospital or a grocery store, they will hear you. And it does matter, I think. And I'm surprised it lasts for a full 10 minutes. It only lasts for one full minute in my neighborhood and two full minutes in a friend's neighborhood. There's a woman who bangs on a pot and makes the same whoop for a full 10 minutes about two houses down from me. And she used to do it every night at seven and eight. And now she just does it at eight. Yeah. And to her, we say, wow, you're enthusiastic. Good for you. (laughs) That's exactly what I say every night. Thank you. Uh, but it, I, I think it does feel really good. And you could even start it in your neighborhood. I thought about starting it on my street specifically, but literally my neighbors I share a wall with have an infant daughter that they put down to bed at 730. And I just yeah, personally am nice. like, ah, yeah, it's not nice. Also, it makes I'm not kidding you when I tell you it makes every dog in the canyon bark for a full 10 minutes after. Yeah. So in my canyon from eight to eight twenty, it is. A cacophony. Cacophony. And if you ever lived in a canyon, it echoes. Right. So every sound you hear up and down the canyon, you hear up and down the canyon for like a full 30 seconds after. It's, I have, I have joy. I have joy in my heart. Yeah. A lot of anger. Sure. And as, and as we know, we as humans can hold multitudes. So we can simultaneously go, isn't that wonderful? It feels so good to participate. And goddamn, is that annoying? Right. So we can have, (laughs) we can have both. And and essential workers, my God, we love you. Thank you so much. I'll go whoop, whoop. Uh, Kvetch, if you want to, that urge to call your best friend when you've hit rock rock bottom is a good one, said Dr. Catherine Ford, a psychotherapist based in Menlo Park, California. Research shows that contact with a trusted friend diminishes our level of stress response in stressful situations. The part of our system that signals danger doesn't really like being alone, she said, because we evolved as a highly social species. Nope. Because we evolved as a highly social species, reaching out because we can we have speech. So we're a species. species. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's reaching, exactly what you meant. Because we evolved as a highly so- social species, reaching uh-huh. out to a friend can also help activate the same reward pathways in the brain that chocolate stimulates, Dr. Ford said. To get the most from your Zoom sessions, scroll through your contact list until you get to someone you trust. It's not just how big your social network is that matters. It's how deep and secure a few of those friendships are, Dr. Casanova said. You'll want a friend who will tune in completely and who will be open enough to share the hard parts of their lives, too. While it feels good to tell another soul that you're just barely holding it together, it also feels nice to have someone disclose his or her problems to you. In part, this is because it takes trust to show vulnerabilities, but there's more to it than that. Being able to help someone makes you feel like you have agency again, Dr. Forrest. Nope. Dr. Ford said, at this moment, when so few of us have any agency over our situations, taking just that tiny bit of control over one small problem will feel like a win. Avoid getting on the phone just to rage, though. Few listening partners have much of a threshold for engaging with a rant, Dr. Casanova said. It's fine to start the conversation by talking about something you're frustrated with, but then move on to what's causing the frustration versus simply harping on what your spouse did wrong this time. (laughs) Finally, just lie on the floor and stare at the ceiling. Sometimes you just need to do nothing. Oh, Lisa's doing it. How's it feel? Great. <laughs> we need to have moments where we don't put pressure on ourselves to accomplish anything. 
It's okay to be disengaged, but not be asleep, Dr. Ford said. While this may seem like an exercise in laziness, it's often a great chance to noodle through your emotions. On a side note, I pay a lot of money each week for a virtual therapy session. And half the time she's like, just lay down with your eyes closed. Don't do anything. And it feels like the biggest luxury. Like I pay to have someone set aside this hour for me just to like lay there with my eyes closed, but not be sleeping or meditating or anything just to lay there. I just love the idea that someone's like, lay back, close your eyes. You're paying me to help you noodle through your emotions. Yeah. 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 She's, she's actually this amazing trauma therapist who like circles back and forth with all of these modalities and is amazing. But sometimes I love it, but just the the phrase noodling through your emotions is great. It's amazing. And also like she totally could, if she wanted to just like put on a Netflix episode on mute with subtitles, like on her screen and just every now and then be like, great job. Excellent. Now deep, briefly deep. Nope. Breathe deeply into that. (laughs) Quarantine brain is a real thing. Is when you catch yourself every time you go, nope, (laughs) nope, (laughs) nope. And I love it so much. Thank you. Yes. Listen. I hope you keep them all in. You know what? I also hope that when I say something right, I start going, yep. 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 For Miss Johnston Zimmerman, crying seemed to do the trick. The day before her breakdown, she had noted her mood as depressed. Then came the sold out flowers and the tears on the kitchen floor. Later that night, she noted her mood as better. The next day, it was fantastic, then optimistic. It was like, oh, that was so necessary, she said. <laughs> And that's the end of the article. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you New York Times. Thank you for that editorial on her, uh, on how she would have delivered it. Oh, it was so necessary. I was like, ah, oh, that was so necessary. I was like, I can forgo cod flowers if I will end up feeling fantastic. Thank you. I, I do have to say, like, I definitely, when I start getting really low energy and short and overloaded and flooded, I know, like I can literally feel like an energy block in my, my chest kind of, or like my mm-hmm, stomach. Mm-hmm. And I know a big cry is coming on and I always resist it. And, and when it finally comes a couple days later and I just sob, I suddenly have so much more energy the next day. That was so worth it. That was a sad necessary. It was like, <laughs> this is like the best pandemic ever. <laughs> I am crushing this pandemic. Not to brag, but like this pandemic's kind of great. Listen. I'm living my best life, niggling <laughs> all of my emotions. Have you tried putting like a seasoned soy egg in your noodle of emotions? Because it's like very tasty. I noodled my own emotions so hard this morning, they smoked a cigarette after. <laughs> All right, on that, on that note, noodling be abundant. Go help yourself. A comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. 
Twitter at G-H-Y Podcast. Or check out our website, GoHelpYourselfPodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.